Limited, an authorized FSP and credit provider. T's and C's apply. Sport on on SAFM. Okay, let's hear your views. If you were watching the cricket today, what did you make of the Proteus 31-run win over India in the first of three ODIs in Paul? Let's get the views of a former Protea and former Scotland international, of course, uh, Mr. Omar Henry. Good evening, Mr. Henry. Thank you for speaking to us on SAFM tonight. Good evening. How are you, sir? I'm fine. Thank you, sir. I was just surprised to find out that you were not at the ground today. I thought you'd be there watching the cricket live, considering that sweet tickets were made available. <laughs> wish. Hey. Good wish. <laughs> so you would have liked to have been there. Well, you know, the team is in a good space, you mm. know, after that series win. Um, so, yeah, it would have been nice to be there. It was a beautiful day, you know, nice and hot. Um, and they played good cricket. So, But I've watched it on television and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, wonderful. But hopefully you can get a ticket for the second ODI. But what did you make of the decision to bet first in Pal? It seems like the Proteas were vindicated ultimately. Look, I think, um, if you look at the pitch itself, um, it possibly one could argue that it suited India more than us. Mm. Having said that, um, winning the toss, um, I reckon on that pitch, if they had read it that that is the way the pitch was going to play, then that was the right decision. Um, the The plus in our batting was the partnership of Uma and Rashi. Um, they complemented one another. Uh, they kept the scoreboard ticking. They really bowled that partnership. And then they took it right more or less to the end, which is what your batters should be doing. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, in any game of cricket, the bulk of your runs comes from your top five or top six batters. Yeah, and they put on 204 runs for that fourth wicket, having come together at 68 for three, Temba and Rassi van der Dessen, and they took the score to 272 for four in the 49th over when Temba was dismissed for 110. Rassi made 129, not out of just 96 deliveries. But having said that, uh, Mr. Hendry, we've seen on social media that Temba Pavuma's detractors are still there. They're saying that he was too slow in that innings, but surely, like you said, they were complimenting each other there. Well, um, those who, who, who criticize him, I'm not sure and I don't want to be rude, but I don't think they understand cricket really, what batting is all about. Uh, batting is about partnerships. Very seldom you're going to get two batters batting at the same rate and nine out of ten times when they bat at the same rate, the one gets out because the one wants to bat, out-bat the other one. So it's rather a case of complementing one another, understanding who could take the charge now and then give the baton over to the other one because you're building a partnership and you've got to sense when you're struggling, then you give the, the, the bowling over to the other one, let him dictate. And, and it was absolutely fantastic. The key is that 
they, once they got to first day, each one of them, they took it to the end. Now, mm. you, you, you saw how, what's his name, struggled, uh, Quinny de Kock. Mm. And he's a free-flowing batsman. Um, India started off well and kept up with the race, but then they lost the two in batsmen. And then the guys who came in after that didn't just come in and, 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 and play their shots. No, it wasn't easy. So in a way, I would say South Africa was brave and they could learn a lot from that bravery by taking India on, on conditions in South Africa that suit India possibly more than South Africa. And it is something that if South Africa improved on being able to bat on most pitches that plays differently, that is very good growth. And both of them, they, 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 they got themselves in, they worked toward getting themselves in, and once they got in, they, they could manipulate the ball, played it in the gap, and ran singles and twos, and then the boundaries flow after that. So mm -hmm. I'm very impressed. But what do you make of this negativity, Mr. Omar Hendry, around Temba Pavuma, regardless of what he's doing with the bat? Because he's been in great form recently, and even in the Test Series, he was one of the leading run scorers. They're averaging 73, but still, people think he shouldn't be there. Look, the best selectors are those who are not responsible to select. Because <laughs> their team never plays. <laughs> their team never plays, and you can't... You can't assess that selector, you know? Mm. So, in a way, they possibly um, they can raise their opinions and, and their views and whatever the case is, but they're not accountable. The victim, Pitsang, is accountable. The coach is accountable. The captain is accountable. And you must be silly to question anyone who scored 100 and his team won. Mm. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Cannot go with that view. Yeah. Um, having said that, there's still some serious concerns about Aidan Makram's form. He could only make four today, but the team continues to back him. Did you expect him to play today? Um, it was a very fine line there uh, in terms of him playing. Um, but at Boylan Park, I possibly would have said yes. He possibly would have got my vote um, because of the slowness of the pitch and and the spinner's um, role on that pitch. So it was a very good tactical point. Um, however, that doesn't mean that his um, challenges are over in terms of his batting. Um, but look, he's got enormous amount of potential. Um, the best players go out of form. Uh, the most experienced players go out of form. He's still very much inexperienced. He's very much still in his infant days of, of, of international cricket. Um, you know, I, I like the way they back players. And I think they've just got to be 
fair and know exactly um, when to say to a player, right, go back to domestic cricket, sort out your game, and then fight for your place again. And that brings me to my next point, basically, Mm -hmm. which is if South Africa wants to get back into the top three of all formats, they're going to need depth. Now, what we've done with the bowling attack today Mm. was good. So you create depth. There's Norkia sitting on the outside. There's Rabada sitting on the outside. Mm. Excellent. Now, if they can do that with the batting as well, um, until the next World Cup comes and they know what their depth is, what is their best team for certain conditions and against certain oppositions, um, then and the gap is very narrow between the best team and the next best team, then you've got a very good competitive squad. And any international team today, whether it's a test team, an ODI team, or a T20 team, needs depth. There's so many unpredictabilities and uncertainties in terms of selection and availability and injuries. And you saw COVID now. Mm. Um, you need depth. For those who are just so joining what us, what we did yes. with the bowling, I was quite happy. Okay. For those just joining us, we are speaking to the legendary Omar Henry, former Proteus Spinner, former CEO of uh, Cricket in Boland, just getting his views on today's uh, first ODI, which was won by the Proteus by 31 runs in PAL. We've got a couple of voice notes. Let's hear those. Tobisa, good evening, and good evening to Omar Henry. I remember watching him bowl. He was a great spinner. Let me tell you something. We didn't beat India. We thrashed them. And you know what? The only team that could probably take us at the moment is probably Australia. We didn't beat them in the Test Series. We thrashed them. We beat them by seven wickets in the last two Test matches. Yes, we went into the first one undercooked, but I promise you now that team is gelling. India got a harding. In the Test matches and a harding today, we're there. Bavuma's 100, beautiful. Rossi's 100, beautiful. We've got a great team, and I'm telling you now, this could be the team. Brad Marisberg. I think it was a very great performance by our creditors. The powerful one, Aiden Makram, whose form continued to elude him. Having said that, I think perhaps he could be moved from like fifth or somewhere, I don't know. But yeah, at one stage I thought India were actually getting the upper hand when they were actually betting. Yeah, because we actually took time to get wickets. But finally, when we were on fire, we were unstoppable. It was indeed a very great performance. Yeah, well, I don't think this I should leave this one. Comoros did football justice to sided people. Thank you. It's Sipo in Boxback. Um, good evening, Tabiso, and good evening to Mr. Omar Henry. Um, Libra here. Yeah, great performance by the Proteas. Uh, the batting was good, um, although, you know, there were, you know, um, soft dismissals from our batters, but all in all, a good batting performance from Tamba and Rasid. Yeah, man, I've got just uh, maybe uh, two questions for Mr. Omar Henry. What do you make of Yanaman Malan's start to his international career? 
where he has played uh, six matches. He averages 92 um, in ODI cricket. He has scored um, um, 300s and 250s. Um, so what do you make of his uh, start to his ODI career? And then two, how do you think the Proteas should use uh, Marco Janssen going forward into the future, uh, considering that there's a lot of pressure uh, to him? Some people say that he must be our all-rounder. Some people say that we must use him just as a bowler. So how do you think the Proteas must use this left-arm seamer, um, considering that he's the only left-arm seamer in that Proteas environment? Thank you very much. Evening, the member Tulane from Milan. I'm quite impressed about the performance of the two guys who got the centuries. Temba managed to convert his 50s that he made in the test to a hundred, hundred percent. He has shown that he's dangerous on a one day. We need to convert that performance of one day from hundred percent to the test. Overall, the bowlers did very well. The captain, everyone in the team did, did very well. They made us proud as a country. Thanks. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, thanks for those voice notes, guys. I agree with you, Brad. It was a thrashing in the test series. But if they'd bowled them out today, then we would have said it was a thrashing. But they couldn't bowl India out um, today. But nonetheless, I mean, 31 runs is still a solid victory there. Um, Mr. Andrew, there was a question to you about Yanaman Malan. Firstly, what have you made of him? Couldn't this could only make six today. Uh, so I'm sure that average Libra will drop from 92 to about 91, but he's been nominated for ODI Cricketer of the Year in a short time in international career. Um, has he impressed you, Mr. Henry? Well, from his first game to now, he, he certainly has impressed me. Mm. Um, I like his approach towards um, first year over cricket. Um, today, he was showed up a bit, mm. and it's something that he could possibly learn from um, when that ball moves late. Um, technically, it was basically nowhere. His feet were together. So, you know, he's still a young man. He's only played a few ODI, and uh, I'm sure he will learn. But with that kind of impact that he made, since his debut right up till now, I am sure he can add value to the South African ODI squad and possibly even the T20. Um, so yeah. I hope. Yes. But, sorry, what did you say? No, I was saying Marco Janssen is the other one they were asking you about. How should he be used going forward? Marco Janssen is. Platinum, in my eyes. They, they are a breed right now, like the, the guy said, you know, left arm, he's tall. Um, I can see he's going to get better um, with time. He learns quickly. Um, he can develop into a genuine all-rounder, um, batting possibly six, seven. Oh. Um, how are we going to use him? Um, you've got to look after your match winner. And that brings to my point of depth. Mm. And how do you rotate them? There's an enormous amount of cricket. My concern, my concern, honest concern, is the global T20 
competitions. Mm. And I'm happy for any cricketer today to make as much money as they can. I'm happy for them, right? Because it is their job, it's their future, and you only have limited amount of years to play. However, I think every country has got that challenge today. And South Africa has to manage it very, very well. In that space, you look at Rabada, Norkia. Uh, Makram has now entered that. Mm. Quinton is in, is, is in there. Marco Janssen is in there. Engidi is in there. Now, these are all match winners for South Africa. Possible match winners as well. You know? Marco Janssen could play all three formats, just like Rabada, just like Ngidi, just like Norkia. Right, Quentin is now given up test cricket. But these players can leave a format any time. They need to be transparent. They need to be good, trusted conversation where people can talk openly about making sound decisions, whether it's for family reasons, whether it's whatever, mm. but be transparent and vice versa with the, with the, with the Cricket South Africa fraternity. Um, we have seen the moment you drop in rankings, self-confidence, self-belief, you know, mm. goes. So we need to make sure that Cricket South Africa is well run on the field and off the field. We need to show that professionalism mm -hmm. and nobody doubts that there aren't talent in this country. There are talents. Our challenge is nurturing the talent and managing the talent. Talking about talent, Mr. Omar Henry, then, um, Keegan Peterson would be somebody that you know, that I would think you know very well uh, from Pal. If Marco Janssen is platinum, what is Keegan Peterson? He could become platinum as well. Mm -hmm. You know, batting is tough. You know, bowling, if I, I've got six balls, I've got a spell, I can always come back, right? Mm. Batting, you know, if I nick off and they take that catch, I'm gone. Right? If I play and miss, people will say I'm lucky. You know, I played and miss. You know? So, batting in South Africa is a tough job. What impressed me about Keegan, um, not just now, I was fortunate that I was introduced to Keegan when somebody spotted him um, while he was getting balls thrown by his father oh. in the Boerland Indoors. Wow. When he was 16, 17 years old. And I went to look, and within 10 minutes, I said to myself, and I said to the guy who came to fetch me to have a look, I said, we need 
to find a way to get Keegan to play in our provincial structure. Age group, number one. And then from there onwards, we need to create him a pathway. There was no doubt in my mind. And if you, if you go through his career performances so far, um, he's proven. He's proven. Mm. And he played, we gave him his first game against Surrey Academy. And when I saw him batting against the current brothers that's playing now for England, um, he even convinced me then. And you can go look at the amount of hundreds he scored at amateur level, how many hundreds he scored at um, at franchise level. And the way he batted the other day on on a wicket, which any ball had your number. The calmness, he wasn't um, flushed by playing and missing. Um, He just got stronger. And when he played his shot, he made it look easy. Um, He saw other batters struggle, but he wasn't get dragged into that. He just kept his focus. And to me, for a guy with only six test matches, that's absolutely fantastic. But how so, is it then that he only makes his test debut at the age of 27, 28 then, Mr. Omar Henry, if he's been scoring these big runs? I mean, we know what he's done in domestic cricket. Well, they, look, there can, can be many, many reasons, right? Um, and some will be valid reasons, uh, whatever the case is. To, to give you a start that... Um, to only have picked him up at 17 and 18, that's a, that tells you there's already a flaw, right? Mm-hmm. Then to only pick him up at 28, that also tells you there's flaws. Now, if I was in charge of Cricket South Africa, I would then ask myself, now, what happened? Is there other players that has gone through the same that, We've lost entirely. We're possibly fortunate that we picked up Keegan at this late stage. But there could have been others that we just totally lost. So how much can we learn from this? And this brings me back to my point. Create create an environment that is competitive, where there's depth, where players must fight for their places, whether it is at domestic level or whether it is at international level. You cannot, seriously, you cannot have potential and not get better at it. I I find that I struggle with that. And then I cannot just give somebody a provincial cap or give him a game, he has to show me something in terms of performances, the mental side, the technical side, the tactical side, the fight, the toughness, whatever. He needs to show you something or she. Mm. So there needs to be 
a serious scrutiny of players. It cannot be given willy-nilly. Okay, solid point there with Omar Henry. We're just going to have to leave it there because of time. But the last one from me, Omar Henry, is um, the Proteas are now consistently fielding two spinners. Hardly or never happened in your time. Are you chuffed with that? What's led, what's led to that? Just just to correct you, three bowls today, David. Aiden opened the bowling, actually. Aiden opened the bowling. How chuffed am I? Hey? How chuffed am I? We've come a and long you know way. What? You know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. About 10 or 15 years ago, mm. I plead, I plead with South Africa. I said, here's a country that can produce you pictures that bounce, mm. that turn, that keep low, that is slow. Let our players play on those domestically. Mm. They will develop. There's Bullard Park now. It was an interesting game. It wasn't easy. You had to work. But that's why you go and work. Mm. You don't work every day and then everything goes hunky-dory. No. You've got to work and then sometimes you go through tough um, periods. Sometimes you fail and sometimes when you fail, you learn and then sometimes you go back there and you get do better. But domestically, we have it. Whether it's Bolland Park who's turning, whether it's a George's Park who's turning, whatever. Mm. But we need to structure our cricket more professionally in terms of being competitive globally. Loud and clear there. We're going to have to leave it there just because of time, Omar Henry, but it's been a pleasure, always a pleasure talking to you and your wonderful insight. Thank you very much for engaging us here on SAFM and for being able to speak to us um, tonight. Hopefully we'll catch up with you uh, before the end of this series. Pleasure, man, and uh, I'm just glad that South Africa is on good footing again. Wonderful. Thank you, sir. Uh, always a pleasure yes. talking to Mr. Omar Henry. He played for Scotland. If you didn't know, go get our podcast when we had him here on the show one of these Fridays. And he told us about how he had to go to Scotland, made a name for himself. We even spoke spoke to the Scots, actually, and um, they, they, they regard him highly back in Scotland, Omar Henry. But he had to come back when South Africa was readmitted into international cricket, and that's when then he started playing for the Proteas. Okay, we're going to talk boxing now. It is a Boxing Wednesday, but if you missed the beginning, we do feel that we have an obligation to cover the cricket especially if it falls on a Wednesday, just because it is not on radio and a lot of people are missing out. So that's why we've been taking some minutes of Boxing Wednesdays just to cover the cricket. So please bear with us, Boxing Community. I'm sure normal programming will resume soon. South Africa.